0: but you know my fa- the reason i'm laughing is because my favorite part of both of those quotes i love how people came to her defense shack when keith Oberman said what a- <laughs> what a fucking idiot he says shut your dumb ass up and leave An- angel reese alone and when dave portnoy said classless piece of shit he said and so was your mother <laughs>
1: oh god shack
0: Dímelo, 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 mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Quien podcast brought to you by Plural. You already know it's, the, it's your boy Pavel bringing another episode with another very special co-host. We got the homie Samara.
1: Hello, y'all. What's going on?
0: Familiar voice. She's the head of partnerships here at Plural. And she's joining me for a conversation about some recent events. And if you heard the clip in the intro, you probably have a good idea of what we're talking about today. Before kicking off the conversation, let me read you off some stats so that y'all have context into the magnitude of what went down the other day. The NCAA Women's National Championship had 9.9 million viewers watching the game. And for context, it's more than any women's college basketball game ever, any major league soccer game ever, any Stanley Cup game, which is the championship game for hockey, since 1973, more than the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and any Thursday night football game in 2023. And I think the reason for that, which why there was so much excitement for this game and why it was so good is that it was also the highest scoring game. In the semi or national final in tournament history. So, alongside with LSU's 102 points, Iowa, who lost, scored 85 points. And the two combined for the most points in any D1 national championship game. Now, with all that, did you watch the game? <laughs>
1: well, no. <laughs> Not. So, I
0: so you I, don't support women's sports, is what you're saying?
1: I do support women's <laughs> sports. It's just uh, sports in general. Um, it, it's it's not my thing. It's never been my thing. I you know watch the World Cup because otherwise they'll revoke my Brazilian <laughs> status. Um, <laughs> if not, um, but otherwise i i I'm not into sports like that. So. Uh, it's interesting because even though I'm not into sports, I don't follow anything regarding sports, um, my timelines, all timelines, I'm talking Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Never would have thought. We're all talking about this. So obviously it piqued my curiosity and I was like, let me let me do some digging and find out what's going on but you know what about the real question is how many women's basketball games did you watch
0: oh flipped it on me i didn't watch any but you know what i also don't watch sports surprisingly and it's so funny because i feel like men typically try to bond with me over sports like in my building if i'm in an elevator there's there's one of my neighbors that always either talks about my car like, as if I know anything about my car or he talks about sports, he's like, oh, the Yankees just played. Did you see the game? And I'm like, nah, I don't. Like, it's, I love basketball. I used to watch and play and all that stuff, but I just, it fell off for me. But just like you, this has been all over my timeline, and I think it has so many ties to what we talk about when it comes to professionalism, where I think it has so many layers to the story worth talking about. So when you saw it on your feed, like, what were some of the things that you saw pop up?
1: Um, The first thing that I started noticing was, um, I guess what we'd categorize as her trash talking. (laughs) And, um, like, it it was just different clips of that and um, commentary around it. And so that kept, you know, circulating over and over again um and just the comparison between her and um uh, the other young lady as well so you're I guess I'm, I'm saying, saying her. like
0: angel angel reese yes versus well caitlin angel reese and caitlin clark is who you're referring to
1: yes yeah let me click by that yeah so i don't know when it comes to i guess like trash talking like that is what we're like up in arms about like it seems so mild to me that i'm like huh, okay interesting but that's what originally started coming up um in my feet do you remember what hit your feet first
0: i saw similar things for me the most interesting part is kind of like this public criticism mm-hmm. of these players in particular the criticism towards angel reese because Caitlin clark essentially did something very similar in sort of this trash talk, which wasn't even like trash talk. It was just like these nonverbal things. And Angel Reese did the same thing. Yes, she was criticized for it. And mm-hmm. it it's interesting too, even thinking about like how old these women are. Like they're college students. Yeah. Like they're so young. It just feels so weird for like a grown ass man to be criticizing like a 20 year old. Be like, do better. I mean, listen, like some of the stuff that people said, Dave Portnoy, Head of Barcelona Sports said, "Angel Reese, classless piece of shit." And then there was another guy, Keith Olbermann, who's been in sports media for a long time. What a fucking idiot! <laughs> but you know my fa- the reason I'm laughing is because my favorite part of both of those quotes, I love how people came to her defense. Shack, when Keith Olbermann said, "What, a- <laughs> what a fucking idiot," he says, "Shut your." Dumbass ass up and leave An- angel reese alone and when dave portnoy said classless piece of shit he said and so was your mother
1: oh god Shaq. <laughs> <Keep
0: me alone. laughs> he's a he's a lsu alumni so i think it's on one side like let me defend my alma mater but also let me defend angel yeah. reese who could could look like my daughter you know what i mean
1: yeah and what's even more interesting about that is like Barstool suit, uh, uh <laughs> what the fuck is it called?
0: Tell me you know about sports, what I'm talking
1: <laughs> Whatever. Barstool, they, they, like, would we consider them classy? have a whole, they have a whole segment called Guess That Ass. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yes, we are going to tea time, like, High noon, what, like what? What do you mean, classless? Like, mirror, my friend. And at the same time, I do understand that it. This is part of the quote-unquote trash talking, right? Like fans and spectators making comments on sports. It happens all the time, right? Like any professional sports game, male or you know, for men or women fans are always going to come like and talk trash, which to me is like a whole thing that's like super fascinating, this whole like mentality around like what it is to be a sports fan and like agents and alliance behind it. But like that's a different conversation. So it it was just interesting that that was happening. And I saw one of her press conferences, which is what really caught my attention. And she's like, all year long, Y'all have been calling me ghetto and, you know, making fun of me and talking down about me. And like, I am who And, you know, I get the job done. And that's really what stuck out to me because this is her quote-unquote job. And essentially, people calling her names and criticizing her are in a way calling her unprofessional. But yeah. we all know If you've been watching us for any length of time, that the definition of professionalism is just the skills to be able to get a job done. And clearly, she got the job done. So how is that unprofessional?
0: And it's interesting, too, when you talk about skills. For so long, trash talking has been seen as a skill. Mm. It's been seen as a strategy to getting your opponent's head. Like, you'll say some simple stuff that will, instead of them being focused on the shot or defense or whatever it is, they're thinking about, like, yo, I can't believe he he said that to me. Like, how does he know that about me? And you, that little thing of getting in somebody's head will mess up somebody's performance. So it's interesting, too, how men are, like, put on a pedestal for their ability to trash talk. It's almost as, like, it's a skill that is admired. Like there are lists literally of like best trash talkers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of there's like stories where people are celebrated like, yo, can you believe he said that to him? Yo, that helped him win the game because he missed his shot because he said this, right? Like <laughs> there was a story about Gary Payton. He's a um, retired basketball star um, hall of fame, I believe. But a like amazing basketball player he said that like he would do research to the point to find out like who your ex was why y'all broke up like who died in your family like everything was on this like everything was on the table he was like I may apologize to you after but during the game I'm gonna win this no matter what I'm gonna get in your head yeah and 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 also like it's not like they was attacking
1: each other Right, it's that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems, as far as, like, trash talking, it seems very tame.
0: Like, between men and women, I think there is a difference of, like, what is accepted in society as well. I mean, the NHL, they literally let you fight. Is that mm-hmm. classy?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I had to check my own bias at one point back in the day. Like, I don't know if you remember when Bodak Yellow came out. <laughs> it, yes. It was... It'll hit everybody. I'm not going to lie. And I've said this story before on the podcast, but I used to look at Cardi and was like, oh, I can't listen to this music. And my friend was like, bro, don't you listen to French Montana? Like he literally yells into the mic. And I was (laughs) like, oh my God, I'm being biased against women. Mm -hmm. Like I'm giving Cardi B, I'm looking down at Cardi B for a certain type of energy that she's putting out there. But I'm like, Bump in French Montana for the same energy that he's putting out there. I'm like, it's the same thing. Yet, it's almost like women are not allowed to be a certain way because of like societies. So, but like, I had to, I had to check myself.
1: Yeah, it's not almost. It is time yeah. and time again. Like, you put two professionals, a man and a woman, who have the same, you know, like qualities and skill sets, and there are certain terms that a man who is you know, we'll say outspoken and assertive, those are deemed to be good qualities. Meanwhile, you get a woman who exhibits those same qualities and all of a sudden she's a bitch. Literally the word bitch is what is used to describe women. And it's frustrating. I mean, I know for myself, like being in sales, it's a male dominated industry, like pretty much every industry. It is male-dominated, okay?
0: Like, just sales? What?
1: Yeah. And it's like we used to have a open office, like, floor plan and stuff. So you hear one another on the phones and in meetings and this and that. And there is a level of trash talking that happens on the sales floor as well. And we'll have things like spiffs, which are basically little like mini contests to win prizes. And so it's like, you know, how many dials can you get in? Uh, with how many meetings can you land? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And ironically, for someone who really never played sports other than tennis, because I like the uniform, but <laughs> I'm very competitive. And so I, you know, would go and, when I would land a deal, when I'd land a meeting, whatever, like, I'd talk about it, and I'd celebrate it, and, you know, I'd suck my chest like the dudes. And yet, on multiple occasions, by men and women, I've been called sassy. Mm. And that word in particular really, really annoys me. Yeah. Because it's like... Number one, what does that mean? Right. Number two, I'm doing what the guys do. So, is he sassy?
0: Yeah. And also, like, it, who? are you to tell me how I celebrate?
1: Exactly. And and why does it matter to you? Like, I'm getting the job done.
2: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> and and furthermore, I, I, I'm a nice person. I'm a nice salesperson, and I help my teammates. And like, you know, it's it's. When I look at some of the other reps who are greedy, who are, you know, unhelpful, it's like, why? Why are you like this? So being called sassy, I remember one time, literally, I just like my period was about to come. So I was like extra sensitive anyways, but I got called sassy and I literally went into like the furthest conference room that there was and cried because I'm like, like, why are they calling me? like this, it it makes it's like if these are the things that i do to win and produce results then me being called sassy makes me think like i should do something different and if i do something different who's gonna say that like that's gonna work
0: right so and if you and if you don't start performing then that's what's really gonna come into question but you're like you told me to change i did now i'm not doing well if you want yeah. these results let me be me
1: right so it's it's that same double standard happening in the workplace all the time.
0: I could definitely see that being frustrating. I mean, it's happened to me before as well, like being labeled aggressive, yet I responded to the person who originally raised their voice at me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that that hurt. In fact, like that moment in, in the, among other moments, but that was one of those moments where I was just like, yo, what am I doing? Like I'm faking it so hard. I'm doing all this work to, like, fit in so that mm-hmm. I'm not labeled these things. Yeah, y'all still, y'all call me aggressive? Oh, fuck yeah. it. Let me just be myself. Yeah. Because it's a waste and, of time. Like, people are going to yeah. criticize you no matter, people are going to have this judgment about you no matter what.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, the judgment comes down harder on women and, in particular, black women. Yeah. And, you know, there's um, uh, a book That is on my to-read list, um, but it's, uh, I'm not yelling. And it literally, the whole premise is about, you know, Black women in the workplace. And it's warranted because at the end of the day, no matter how much progress we've made up until this point, the people who are in power are cis white men. And... Any behavior that is uncharacteristically you know uh, deviated from what you would see a cis white man do is very quickly and easily called out as unprofessional yeah and that's just not the case right like we can we can be ourselves and still be professional so it's it's unwarranted
0: I mean, we just did an episode a couple episodes ago about black hair Mm -hmm. being judged a certain way. And it's like literally how just people look, not talking about performance. Now we're doing an episode on how a black woman is being criticized for her personality, let's call it. Again, has nothing to do with her output, her work, etc. And it's just like, did y'all see the buckets I was dropping on y'all? (laughs) <laughs> like, how about we talk about my field goal percentage, how I'm breaking records, how I dropped all these points, how I think I might have been, like, the leading scorer of the game. Well, no, yeah. she wasn't the leading scorer, but she was, like, one of the top scorers of the game. Like, no one is, – isn't it crazy? It it feels like a performance review that we're walking into. Like, literally no one is talking about her performance that gave LSU their first national championship. All we're doing is talking about her personality. This is giving like, me, like – anxiety and thinking about like all the performance reviews i've had
1: yeah it's
0: but i'll go for it well i was gonna say you bring up an interesting point though around the dynamic of like what does the leadership typically look like and you know typically older white men and i think it brings up this interesting dynamic of like let's say you do work for barstool right Mm. and you got this ceo who's publicly saying classless piece of shit towards this black woman i don't got the stats but i'm assuming mostly barstool is like mostly white people that work there right well they have these two black men gillian wallow the heads of the million dollars worth of game podcast one of the top podcasts out there popping like and their response to him gave me chills. I want to play it for you in case you haven't heard it.
1: Okay.
0: And
2: important Come on, Dave, stop it. L- I got this. I got this. First of all, before we even begin, I just want to establish something. Angela Reese and the whole LSU. Yeah, y'all did your thing. Y'all did congratulations. Congratulations, Angela. You did your thing. Send of all to see something. It's cool that they do it, it's a problem do it. A great uh, poet from our culture, for the next two time we'll say that. Let me stand to something very important. We talk about sports, we talk about basketball. Sports is the game where trash talk is done. Now, as we can see what took place this weekend, Caitlyn got up, you know, she did her thing and I'm not here to bash Caitlyn, now this is winning. I'm not here to bash them. She does that, like Caitlyn, she the shit. She, she did her thing, She's the shit, but it wasn't no outrage, it wasn't no upset. When she did it, she might got the complexion for the connection, but that's another story. I'm gonna say this, Child, out to Angela did a great thing. Uh, y'all, y'all did y'all thing. Congratulations for being the champions. And I'm gonna say this, we don't stand with nothing that the important we said in any type, shape, forms, or fashion. We're not in agreement with that. We're not aligned with that in any way. Uh, and number two, million dollars worth of game LLC is owned by two people. Well, in We do not work for more Too, We have a partnership. We have a licensing deal. A hundred percent ownership is by us. We don't have no bosses. I only have one boss and that's God. And my wife, whenever that happens, whenever I get married. But other than that, because I'll be right with your Then you have a ship. That's what she her do, because the side girl, you know, people had two. We got the control of the money. Well, shut up. I'm in the end. So, but what I'm saying is there to Rich did a great job. Young sister. And uh we not just gonna stand for that. Like 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 Dave, like for her to be a classless piece of shit because of basketball, you you're wrong about that shit. And we like it, Dave. We fuck with you, Dave, but we fuck with you. You're totally out of pocket for that. You're wrong for that. For a human being to be a classless piece of shit for sports where it's nothing With trash talking they talk, we're not doing that. We're not gonna do that shit. And we're not gonna let you do that to to all of We can't we can't go for that shit. We're not gonna be having that. But uh shout out to Angela Reese, she did your thing. Shout out to everybody that was a- Play the ball. i will in it. i it. All right.
0: I don't know. I don't know what part of that clip I'm actually going to put in there, but
2: <laughs>
0: that takes <clears throat> a lot of guts. Although they said they have a licensing deal and they don't necessarily work for Barstool Sports. Yeah. Barstool, in theory, has the power to be like, you know what? Our relationship here is done. Like you spoke out in public to the, the boss. You know what I mean? In some ways, I don't know what to call him, but
1: would right. you have done that? And I mean, speculation, it's hard to say. That's I think hard. in terms, of, yeah, I think in terms of the partnership, licensing deal, I would probably feel more comfortable doing that than if it was, like, my boss boss. It's so hard to say. Because what it comes down to is, like, can this Samar, individual...
0: Samara, you just started posting on on Thing freely. Now you're telling me you're, you would have done a post about Dave Vordoy? Oh no!
1: No, that's so. This is so. This is what I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) At the end, at the end of the day, this this person has a direct impact on your money. Like that's that's what what it comes down to. So if like if you piss them off, if you piss them off and the checks stop coming, then where does that leave? And so, for me personally, it's still hard and uncomfortable to say something where i think that you know it's gonna mess with
0: my back it's terrifying it's terrifying to whether it's a private conversation or a public conversation it is terrifying because on some level even in a private conversation there's a zoom call with 50 other people it's 49 other people watching you do something that not a lot of people would do and to do it publicly as well it's it's terrifying as well because the numbers just amplify right and I don't think a lot of people would do that, would speak up because, and I get why, like people have been fired for less. Oh, yeah. People have been let go for less. People have been retaliated for less. Mm -hmm. People have been labeled for less. So there also comes a crossroad of like, well, what, what even happens if you continue to work there? Like this person just said this. Even if I did speak up, Mm -hmm. now I know where they stand on something. Yeah. Now what do I do? Even if Mm -hmm. I did say something, what do I do? And I think a lot of people are are in that position. I mean, whether it's this something like sports comes up or like a tragedy happens when like an unarmed black man gets shot and people are like all lives matter kind of shit. Like there are so many awkward situations with public discourse where we are put in awkward situations where damn if we do damn if we don't but that's what i want people to think about in this episode like what would you have done if you worked at barstool if you were Willie gillian wallow you know what i mean i don't know and it's and it's one of those like yeah you you say you would have done that right it's easy to say it but think deep if like if you would have done that because some of y'all would be like yeah i would have done that but y'all are working at places right now where they're doing some fuck shit and y'all ain't saying shit. So what you have?
1: I know. And at the same time, understanding that this comes down to like if it, it, it's gonna mess with your back. And then at what point right do you let that slide versus you know doing something about it and saying something about it. But also just understanding that time and time again. The demographic that continuously gets overlooked and quite honestly shitted on and left unprotected are Black women. And much as there is pressure against it, it's important to have the conversation and to call out because these public discourses are awkward and are uncomfortable. But if we don't talk about this, then we can't actually highlight what is happening and call attention to it and hold people accountable for it and, and change behaviors.
0: Agreed. Mijen, that wraps up this week's episode of Begin Through It Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please do us a favor, like, share, comment, leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening because that is how we're going to redefine professionalism. Your engagement and feedback is going to help ensure that these stories and experiences get heard by more people. Thank you and see you next week.